When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Lori and Julia show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You can indeed win uh, an Amazon Echo Spot. Every weekday with the new My Talk app in the month of April, get it? Uh, to be eligible for the uh, Spot a Day giveaway, here's all you do you download or update the new My Talk app if you haven't already done so. Register with Listener Rewards, open the app, and enter the Spot a Day giveaway every weekday, and you could be a winner of an Amazon Echo Spot for listening to My Talk. And I think Jason and Alexis and uh, Don will be announcing. Uh, some of those winners. Once you register with the new My Talk app, it uh, keep uh, it'll keep track of how much you listen. The more you listen, the more prizes you can win. There you go. It's such a good deal. Yeah. Every day, every weekday during this month, register people. That's a, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of giveaways. Yes. I know it is. Okay, so this was in the Washington Post yesterday, and it just caught my eye: superstitions of the successful. Okay, and. I was thinking, all right, I wonder if there's going to be anything surprising in here. So here are some of the, I, first of all, do you, are you guys superstitious about anything? Mm-hmm. What? Um, what? I don't think I am. I well, am mine su- used to be the tower here. Okay. The big tower in the back. I would avoid it like the plague. Not walk under it. Walk, now, in this fall, Mr. Hubbard was out there um, walking around. He goes on walks. And I ran into him and I said, well, let's walk this way. And he goes, no, let's just go this way. And I said, I can't walk under the tower. I'm too afraid. Yeah. And he goes, here, I'll guide you. So we walked <laughs> under the tower together and I worked so here 15. you're superstitious about that. Yeah, that used to be mine. Because that okay. That was it, though. But not anymore because I've done it. All right, Donnie, are you superstitious? I'm superstitious. If, if, uh, if something is coming up and it's a sure thing and it's going to happen, I won't tell anybody. Because I think I'm going to jinx, jinx it. it. Yeah. So I'm superstitious about that. I I I can see that. Yeah. I'm superstitious if someone says something about death. Like when I'm gone or whatever, if someone says oh, that, well, that's then I always knock on, I said, we have to knock on wood right. right now. I just make us knock on wood. Right. Like, you know, sometimes my mom will say something to me or my dad will say something to me. Mm. You know, blah, 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 and I go, come on, we got to knock on wood. Got it. So that's that's why I'm superstitious. Because okay. if you talk about it, it might happen, kind of thing. I'm just superstitious, yeah. and for some reason, I feel like I got to knock on wood if somebody brings up death. All right. Okay. So um, Anthony Bourdain. Here's his oh, yeah. superstition. Our chef. Uh, yeah, chef, author, TV personality. He developed this ritual during his days in the kitchen at at, at I think Leol. Leol. 
I don't know. You know, a my French restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's French. It's in, yeah. it's in Paris. Um, Tony, that was so observant. Oh, yeah, it's French. Yeah, I know. I, I know that, but French. I know. What did you just say? I just said, oh, yeah, it's a French word. I recognize oh. it as a French word. Oh. Yeah, okay. Let's try not and fight now okay. through the rest of this, boys and girls. Uh, the go-to soundtrack for his food prep uh, routine featured a collection of mid-'70s New York punk classics. And he, his dad worked at Columbia Records, so he always has to do his food prep to that. Oh, that's kind of fun. That's his superstition. Coco Chanel was superstitious about the number of five. She was deeply superstitious about many things. She was informed by a fortune teller that five was her lucky number. And that's why she named Coco, you know, Chanel number five. Chanel number five, yeah. Her apartment also contained a crystal chandelier whose arms were twisted into the number five. And her spring collection, she always liked to present on the 5th day of May. Oh, that's a good mm. one. All Benjamin right. Franklin. What was his? He had air baths. Now listen to this. Oh, what is an air bath? <laughs> air bath. It's kind of like the air gulps, the air lunches that people have in Beverly Hills where they stand on their balcony and mm. take big gulps of air. And then I'm have stuffed. Have a cigarette. I'm, I'm so stuffed. full. I'm stuffed. So Benjamin Franklin, author, inventor, diplomat, scientist, founding father, he swore by air baths. Before he started work, he would sit without any clothes on for 30 minutes or an hour in front of an open window. He wrote that the shock of cold water was too violent and it was more agreeable to bathe in cold air and he would either read or write during his cold air bath. Fascinating. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bjorn Borg. Oh, I love our do you, tennis Do you guy. think you know what his, he was superstitious oh, about? Oh, I don't even know how short his shorts are. He was so good. I love him. I love, 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 well, love, we love you. Well, we were just lucky to have been oh, alive for the short, short era in basketball back. and tennis. It's coming back. Stepping <clears throat> on the lines on a tennis court? I don't know. Tennis great Bjorn Borg is considered the first known athlete to cultivate the superstitious playoff beard. Oh, Borg would prepare for Wimbledon by growing a beard and wearing the same Fila shirt for every match. While repeating this ritual, he won five straight mm. Wimbledon, 76 to 80. Since then, athletes in football, hockey, baseball, basketball mm. have all adopted the beard, the playoff beard. Oh, yeah. I love that. I yeah. love knowing that about him. Uh-huh. And um, Charles Dickens. He had to always sleep facing north. Wow. It helped his creativity and his writing. Mm -hmm. So if he was away from home, he'd just turn the bed around. He carried a navigational compass with, compass compass. with him at all times. <laughs> so yes, he could at all times face north. Mm. All right. Somebody yeah. let us know how their next air bath goes. Yeah. Or if they're superstitious. And Isabella Allende, uh, did you ever read that book? I know they made it into a movie, The House of the Spirits. I feel like Nicole Kidman yeah, was Allende. in that. Allende. No. Allende? Yeah. Yeah, she wrote her first novel on January 8th, 1981. And it started as a letter to her dying grandfather. And now she begins all of her books on that same day because of the commercial success of her first book and now she says she can work in solitude on that day because everyone knows to leave her alone what was the date january 8th 1981 so every january, january 8th. 8th i'd be curious do you have superstitions besides 
Give I us mean, a buzz, 651 if you have some. Not, um, no, we don't yeah, want, we, don't, we just need one per person. Otherwise, someone could give us no, like all of their lists. No, no, lists, just their, one. Their, I'm trying to think of if, um, you know, the baseball team usually has something going on. Socks, My boys' baseball socks, team. Athletes. Baseball. Baseball. All athletes are notoriously superstitious. But don't they say baseball players are the most superstitious? Hockey players are very superstitious. They also. are? Yes, especially the goalies. How did I know? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. How did you miss out on that? All Lori? right, I guess a, I do know. All right, what was it for the goalie that you dated? But I can't tell you. Oh, oh I know what it was. He had to have sex the day of the game. <laughs> oh, that's not. That's a superstition. Julia, I was a junior <laughs> in high school when I met him. We were not having sex until the end of junior. Okay, year. so what was it? What <laughs> we had? And the hockey season was over. Okay, so what were his superstitions? Well, just he did have superstitions. Yeah. You know, maybe it's very common with athletes and maybe performers. Probably. Yeah. You know. Well, the whole break a leg is that's a superstition. Right. right. Uh, we got to, before we go to the break, uh, Julie right. will tell us about her boss's superstitions. Julie? Yes. Okay. So I work at a flower shop and my boss is 100% Italian. Okay. And one of my coworkers was 100% Greek. So to ward off evil, you know, you say Benedica, Benedica, Benedica. Uh huh. And that's the Italian, and then you've got the Greek who are spitting. <laughs> so they've got me, Benedica, Benedica, spitting all over the shop, <laughs> warding off the evil eye. <laughs> How's it working? People are superstitious yes. about all kinds of things. Yep. Yes. Thanks, girls. That's Thank a funny you. one. Silly. That's a funny one. Oh, that is funny. That's mm. a good one. All right, listen, we come back. We've got random thoughts, including. Um, well, just nothing. A really, really, really amazing story from Julia. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, today is World Autism Awareness Day and National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. Those are the two we're going to highlight for today. All right. And um, they. Um, this is just food for thought. A python from Australia became addicted to meth after living in a drug lab and was sent to rehab for seven months. <laughs> is that April Fool? Or? Yeah, that I, seems like an April Fool. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. Okay, here's what's coming to Target Field. Now, they are not going to come home and play till Thursday. Thursday. It'll be a whopping 33 degrees. Oh, God. I know it's cold this week. My boy's <laughs> supposed to have baseball every day and it's cancel, cancel, cancel. Mm-hmm. But this is a new thing that looks really good. And Lori and I looked at a picture of it. They're bringing Bloody Marys. But you know how people decorate their Bloody Marys with shrimp, beef, cheese, pickles, olives, everything else? Yeah. They actually, it comes. Um, this Kent Herbert's place? I think so, yeah. yeah. With a hamburger on the top of it. Oh. So oh. it's $19. <laughs> so you get a burger and the Bloody Mary. It's, Love it. And it's so cute looking. I mean, it really looks good. So that's something new that you're going to find there. There's a lot of other new food that's happening there. It they, Really, they do have a delightful food at the Target Center. Yeah, they do. Um, let's see. And when I t- said to you before about millennials want to be broken up with or fired on a text, they want to be fired on a text. They don't want to have to have face-to-face with someone telling them they're fired because they can't handle I don't think the rejection. They don't want a phone call. They'd rather find out about it in a text. What? It says That's a new survey. One in eight millennials said they'd rather get fired from their job with a text or an instant message than a face-to-face. Well, maybe so they don't have to walk through the office afterwards. The walk of shame. Mm-hmm. 86% of them millennials prefer to do all their communication with text or email. 
And 14% don't like the phone. I just think there's a version to talking to people. I don't know. Yeah. Or just who knows what mm-hmm. it is. Um, Sam's Club is now selling a nine pound bucket of Oreo frosting. Mm. So, you know how you buy the big. <laughs> Why would you I need don't know. that? Because Stop. everything, you know, when you buy in bulk, it makes you feel better sometimes. Maybe you're going to have a frosting party. Do you think so? You could do 200 cupcakes with it, or you could do a lot of other things. Messy, messy, messy. Mm. I will say, yesterday <laughs> I broke down and ate frosting right out of the no, can. No, 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 no. No, I just wanted an Oreo flurry, McFlurry. Uh-huh. Oh, and literally, they they didn't even put any ice cream in the McFlurry. It was like there was an air pocket the size of of my fist in my small McFlurry. Yeah. That So I really felt like I didn't even have one, but three spoonsfuls, and it was almost gone. But if you ate this whole tub of the Oreo frosting yeah. from Sam Club, 16,380 calories. Mm. Go for I it. I just, yeah, I guess maybe if you're a bakery, you'd buy that. Okay. No, you'd make your own. You'd make your own. It's for people, know. maybe if you're having a big graduation party or something and you want to have yeah, people want to frost their own. Okay, so he, we, the tallest men in Hollywood, Donnie posted this today if you want to take a peek at how tall some people are. Because okay. you'd always be surprised. They, yeah. You can't tell. Just because people look big on the screen doesn't mean they're it's big a lie. in life. It's a lie. Yeah. But these people are, are big. tall, tall. The tallest one that we came across is Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves oh, Raymond. Was he like 6'7"? 6'8". Six, six, seven? Seven? Six, wow. Six, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The next tallest is um, Joe Mangiello. 6'5". Yep. John Corbett, 6'5". Beautiful. Um, let's see. Uh, Army Hammer, 6'5". Yeah, we've seen him in oh, yeah. He's, he's very tall. Uh, Tyler mm-hmm. Perry, 6'5". Howard Stern. He's tall. Yeah, 6'5". Mm-hmm. Coming right in under that is Josh Demelli, 6'4". Oh, is he that? Yeah, oh, he gosh. Is. Jared Padalecki, your guy. Oh, well, I saw him in person. He's tall yeah. and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Renewed for the 14th season. Is it 14 already, That's Lori? That's amazing. Yeah. They, um, Liam Neeson, 6'4". Leonardo DiCaprio, he better be on that he list. He isn't on this list. Well, we know he's 6'2". We saw well, they, this list is all above that. Okay. That, and oh, it's Jason all above Siegel, that. Conan O'Brien, yeah. really? 6'4". Jason Momoa, we smelt him and saw him. He's a big mountain of a man. Yeah, with a manly scent of eau de sweat. Mm-hmm. Eau de bio. Joe McHale, 6'4". And then Ben Affleck is 6'4". I didn't know he was oh, that tall. Oh, that kind of surprised me. When he interrupted us from talking to Tate Donovan, Which was he was so looking bad. down at us. Yeah. He is tall. Literally and figuratively. Right. Most people do look down at me, but <laughs> so well, but for having look true. down at you. Yeah. And then finally, like um Will Farrell. He's 6'3". Yeah. You know who was Jake? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Gigantic. I can't wait to see this movie. I know we're going to talk to Chris Hewitt, but this A Quiet Place, the John Krasinski oh, directed yeah. his wife, Emily Blunton. He was on uh, ABC this morning, and when he stood up... Next to Georgie. To George Stephanopoulos. Well, anybody standing next to him. No, but I mean, John Krasinski (laughs) must be at least 6'2". 6'3". Yeah, is he, he that tall? He was, yeah, I never realized how tall he was on the office or anything until he took stood next to a man who's five five and a half. Yeah, yeah. you know he was on CBS Sunday and was delightful. Yeah, John he is delightful. Yeah. Doesn't that movie look good? They're calling it this year's Get Out. Yeah, it looks extremely frightening. It does. Yes. All right, Jules. Sorry. All right, well, so, thank you. I'm glad we posted the talisman. Oh, in I am. I am too. Story. Okay, some other things that are happening are, um, you know, you have the new hot oven, a brand new oven that it has convection oven and everything. How yeah. long does it take to preheat? Like if very quickly, like in my old oven, it might have taken you know ten minutes. No, it might have taken fifteen minutes. This okay. is like he preheated in like six minutes. Serious? Well, here's a trick that someone sent in that if your oven like mine, like the old ovens, 15 minutes to get to 425 uh-huh. to cook a pizza or something, if you wanted to get it to heat up faster, turn the broiler on on high because the broiler for some reason fires up right away and do that for three to five minutes and then set your oven for the necessary temperature. You'll get there quick. All right. That's uh-huh. a good hack. If you're able to get the interior heated to 350 degrees in just two minutes after using the broiler first. So that's pretty quick. That's a really good hack. All right. Now this. I, I've been reminded. Yes. That uh, Jeff Goldblum is 6'4". Oh, oh yeah, he's on the he list too. Tall. And he also okay. is really excited about being an old dad. <laughs> He's 65. Yeah. He, he's seriously, that was the headline about <laughs> oh, him. Oh, there's kids like one in three? No, that sounds like, like a nightmare. Newborn. Oh my yeah. Gosh. You're right, Lori. Yeah. And, and then Idris Elba's 6'3". I didn't give you the whole oh, list. Okay. Yeah. All right. Somebody just Tim Robbins is 6'5". Yeah. You know, I just didn't do the whole list. I just did the hotties. Okay. Yeah. Did I mention John Corbett? You yeah. Did. Remember when he was here in studio? The did longest he... line we've ever had oh. outside of our studio. Is he the one that lifted you up? He sat right on his lap. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh dear! He's like I just saw him he's in a trailer the, for something. He's in the new. He's in one of the Christian movies that's out right now. That so many people are going to. Can't remember if it's the one with um, Meg Ryan's ex husband or if it's a newer one. What, he's in one of those. Oh, with I'm the John Randy Corbin, Quaid. And movie? I love Laurie and Julia. Oh, oh God, geez. we love you too. Aiden from and Sex I love and that the he cities. still is with Bo Derek. They've I been know. together like eight years. Yes. And they're age-appropriate together. They really are age-appropriate. They're so cute. That means all of their references are the same. Okay, we can't go yet. I've got to tell you, the best bar conversations happen after how many drinks or cocktails? One. 3.3. Oh, 3.3. I'm easy. (laughs) 3.3. Wow, I would be underneath the table. Yeah, that's going to be a good conversation. Oh, oh man! Okay. I, I gotta believe week. the traffic is light out there. This is another one of those light holiday weeks, isn't it, John? You're right so far. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. If maybe people left work early today too. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood, Hollywood's begin. What is the meaning of this? Oh, so that's many what meanings. the entire East Coast is saying as they're having their 18th snowstorm well, in a row. 
Can Another you bomb? imagine? They, they have been getting snow oh, every single week. Yes. I don't know how. And we're going to have six inches oh, supposedly yeah. by tomorrow. So. We'll see. I don't believe it. it. Anyway, apparently people are surprised that it snows in April, even though it does it every April. Yeah, April is a deceiving month. It is, Julia. It's a deceiving month up here in the north. It is. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Wendy Williams uh, announced Cynthia Nixon is going to give her first national TV interview to her. She got the get. Well, it makes sense in so many ways because she's running for governor in New York and Wendy Williams has huge market share in New York. Yes. Because she's a New York gal. She had a radio show there forever. That's her market. I think it makes sense. She hosts one of the most watched programs throughout the whole state of New York, including New York City, Albany, Buffalo, Rochester, and Syracuse. So the big markets. It totally makes sense. Yep. Uh, And it'll be non-confrontational confrontational it'll be a nice start although wendy got in the the thing with tatum and the thing with roseanne she well, had two back-to-back she guests did. where they were both like going like but that's all good for the wendy show it's totally good for the when is that damn show on you said it's on noon at noon that noon. no wonder why i never see it so wednesday i've been taping her replay her yeah ones at nine yeah no her no no ones uh-huh uh cynthia nixon spokesperson said we win by getting in front of her voters because we actually want them to see the real cynthia and that's what we get with when Wendy, her viewers are a large and crucial part of the election. Women. Absolutely. For her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Matthew Nell, Knowles. Beyonce and Solange's daddy Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he told Wendy Williams, because he was on the show, he told Wendy he laughed after watching footage of Solange uh, attack Jay-Z in the elevator following the May 2014 Met Gala. Oh, all that time ago. Well, you want to know tell what? You, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard because if you know Solange, that's Solange. You just never know what you're going to get from it that firecracker. It sounds like she, yes, you never know what you're going to get from that firecracker. Just a perfect dad response. It, it kind I just of laughed. Is. That's my daughter. I've mm-hmm. got the quiet one and the, the one that you can't tame. I got the one I like to tell stories about right. that I get paid more money, Beyonce. Right. And, and then like I just talk laugh about her and laugh at, every once in a while. Yeah, and I just laugh and laugh at Solange. Because she doesn't make me any money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, you know, remember they released the statement together, the family? Oh, yeah. Jay and Solange each assume their share of responsibility for mm. what has occurred. Yes, it seemed fair. There was the so uh-huh. much speculation over that elevator ride and Jay-Z cheating. Cheating because with Rachel Ray and who was Rachel Roy? Yeah. Roy. yeah, and Solange would have been more interesting. If it was Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Ray, Ray yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. Very different. Don't you think it would have been? Uh, well, well. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Solange and Jay Z, we are now less than two weeks away from Coachella. Okay. Oh, is that coming up where we're going to see all these delicious fashions? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, TMZ, I had to laugh. They posted a story that Beyonce started, started getting serious about practicing for her show Tuesday, scheduling 11-hour days, blah, blah, blah. The started getting serious part mm-hmm. of this thing, uh, she's just fine-tuning. Mm-hmm. From all reports, everything we've ever heard about Beyonce, everybody's catching up with her. Mm-hmm. She's already She's been practicing and working and doing probably since January. She's, she's a just, professional. She's, she's like Madonna. Doing, she's fine-tuning. And all the other people are catching up with her right. now. That That's are, why they need 11 hours for yeah. the catch-up? Well, yes. Remember, she films 18 hours every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
She is, we know she's the most prepared, the most yep. serious. Oh, yeah. It's up to everyone else. And that's how it should be. So I take exception, TMZ, that she is just started getting like she's going to wing it. Yeah, she's yeah. not winging it. She's not me last Friday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. Now, now, this story is from The Sun. Uh, that Angelina and Brad are putting the quote-unquote, finishing touches on their paperwork. They've been desperate for a story about those two. I mean, between all the fake dating rumors of her dating the real estate tycoon and him dating so-and-so, they're desperate for a story from those two. Yeah. They sell papers. Right. I kind of was happy when I read this headline over the weekend, though. I thought, finally, they're going to be moving on. And then I thought, ah, that's not true. Yeah, I mean, you know... They've been putting finishing touches on their paperwork since they got the judge to do the private divorce agreement and they're going back and forth. Here's the they thing. They could be divorced and we don't even know. Oh, I think mm. that we would know it. Yeah. Brad's team yeah. would let us know because mm-hmm. they want to roll out Brad version 2018. They're ready mm-hmm. to roll him out. I think she's like not in a hurry to get divorced. And I don't know that he is unless he's got Unless he's got someone that he wants to be seen in public with. And really, you know, maybe neither one of them do. And they're kind of doing a waiting game with each other on certain things. Because the sticking point was always going to be... The kids. He wanted to do 50-50 custody. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want that. Well, the kids are getting older. Every day. (laughs) But still. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. It's a waiting game. But yeah, I think you're right. If one of them, though, and it'll be him, it won't be her. No. Wants to have a relationship with someone and is sick of hiding it. Yeah. That's when it'll be done. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, Sarah Silverman is not put off by the pernicious poetry of Bob Honey Just Do Stuff. She blurbed the that's book. A, that's a she great apparently, word. <laughs> pernicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She apparently is friends with Sean Penn. Yeah. Wow. I wonder, is he trying to be like S. Hunter Thompson-ish in his writing with that gonzo sort of writing style that makes no sense? Uh, I don't think any of us know what he's trying to do. Yeah, $25 words. Listen, he's got a heated pool. I just want to know if he's going to come on, like, will he be on Kimmel? Oh, I think Kimmel would give him so much crap, it'd be funny. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Hollywood speak this. Okay. True Detective season three. The director leaves after two episodes. Not a good right. sign. No, this <gasps> is this is the situation because season two, which was the stinker of True Detectives, mm-hmm. only had the original guy doing it. Right? The yes, creator. Nick Pazzolato. Yeah. So season three has this other guy come in. They're saying he's leaving because he's gonna go work on another show. It says he's departing production due to scheduling issues uh-huh. mm-hmm. but he's going Hollywood to work on something mm-hmm. more interesting yeah. i think they're having a hard time with that guy nick you mean what the plot is yeah. going to be well and with the dude yeah well i guess the guy who uh, show ran the americans is going to mm-hmm. fill the void well that's that a good person be good. Yeah. because the americans need, yeah. yeah remember we sat with all these people when they were going out scouting and they were going to go they were just moving we came back from the screen actor guild awards and yes. they were all just moving to the place outside of Tennessee or something. We were stranded with these people in Fargo on our snow day, yeah, if I remember you're right. correctly. Yes. And Julia. they all uh, were just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's It doesn't sound good. It sounds like he was fired. It does. Yeah. Okay. Savannah Guthrie, I don't mind looking 46 years old. I don't either. Mm-hmm. I prefer 44 when you meet me. Yeah. Just say I look 44. 
She said, uh, sometimes people say to me, I can see your wrinkles. And I say, well, that's true. I do have some wrinkles. But She's 46. Yeah. yeah. She has a two-year-old baby. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's sure. pretty. She had two geriatric pregnancies. So both of her kids she had in her 40s. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she was that old. Yeah. And she said she doesn't care. She's got smile and laugh lines. And she said, those are the best kinds of wrinkles. I absolutely love that. And, um, and they are. And then she also said uh, she tries not to read the mean comments that people put about her. She said, I don't have thick skin. Either do I. Yeah. Neither do I. It's gotten thicker. (laughs) I'm benown, you know, not by choice. Age. 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 But mine's gotten a lot thicker than when we first started. I used to just be like, someone but it's laughing. It's from laughing. My thick skin? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay, we're gonna Hollywood speak that later. Because earlier I had a red face and Lori said This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now Trending Report. What's this? What's the latest? Latest, latest. Trending online this afternoon, we have Chris Hemsworth, the actor, and his wife, Elsa Pataki, were photographed on the beach together in Australia, enjoying some PDA without much clothes on. Oh, so Tia Mowry trending. The actress had her baby shower over the weekend, and of course, her sister Tamara was on hand to help celebrate. And also trending, Beyonce, she's getting ready for her headlining performance at the Coachella Music Festival by reportedly rehearsing up to 11 hours a day. She's a busy woman. Also trending online this afternoon, it's World Autism Awareness Day. And also trending, Aaliyah, the late singer, is being honored with a MAC Cosmetics collection. That collection will be available online June 20th and in stores June 21st. Also trending for you 90s kids, Bush, Stone Temple Pilots, and The Cult, all three bands are tri-headlining a tour this summer. It's called Revolution 3. Unfortunately, they're not stopping in the Twin Cities. Oh, shame. I love them all. I know, Donnie. Your heart is broken this afternoon. Yeah, I don't know any of their music. Really? Not even Bush? Stone Mm -hmm. Temple Pilots? No. Anything? No, sorry. Got nothing for you. Okay. There are no Bachman Turner Overdrive. All right, that's what's trending here at my talk. Who is? Now you know what we know. Brian, you know I'll be lying saying... Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Julia's here, Donnie's here. It's Monday, we couldn't be happier. We couldn't be, <laughs> darling. I'm just delighted couldn't to be working be with you all. Here with you too. Uh, okay, so... Um, yeah, let's do a little TV talk, all right? All right. So I did watch. I did. I did watch The Terror on AMC. I DVR'd that. I forgot I read that I book like 10 know years ago. That was out. Oh, it's based on this Dan Simmons book, and it's like 1850. You know, these, these people get landlocked up at the Arctic. It was terrifying. I did not sleep well last night. Really? It was scary. It Are you going to huh? keep watching it? Oh, my oh, gosh. Yes. To. I love really? Dan Simmons' books. Yeah, I don't know that this is your cup of tea, no. but to, to, Tobias, Mentos. the guy from Outlander, who's going to be Prince Philip, he's oh, in it. Jared Harris, who we had the most delightful time at the SAG Awards with. Remember, he's the guy from Mad Men. Oh, loved him. With the red hair. Yes, yes. Richard Harris's son. Huh? Yeah, Richard oh, Harris's right. son mm-hmm. and this guy from Rome. But it's it's about these people, these two ships that get oh, uh, shipped. 
ice trapped, if you will. Yeah, they're trapped in the what ice. What year is it? Is it the 50s? 1845. Yeah, 1845. It's a bad year to be trapped. No yeah. cell phones. <laughs> no cell phones. Anyway, it was good. Yeah. It was really good. It was really good. And then my cheese show that I just loved, and I'm so glad the CW is giving it another chance because I think it's just going to be, it was a slow burn. I'm hoping Jason is going to give it a try. I know we watched it on Friday night, but Nicola Sheridan came back to Dynasty All right. as Alexis Carrington in this reboot. And I just, she's saving the show. She is. Okay. She's giving it the friction that we need. And now I just want, uh, you know, Heather Locklear to get well because she too could have this kind of renaissance. She could. Yes. All you right. You know, and Nicola Sheridan is just really, and they, it, the show rebounded. It grew its audience by 50% from the week before. Serious when she was on? Yeah. Because and I'm mo- interested in watching it now that she's on. And they moved it to Friday night, but she is brilliant. And it made me remember she was married to Harry Hamlin for two years. Yes. She- Lisa Rinna's oh. Harry Hamlin. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. And mm-hmm. she dated Michael Bolton forever in a day. And uh, anyway, the entrance, her clothes, she looks amazing. And um, they needed a they needed a well-known character to be with Grant Snow. Yes. They needed someone and from Alexis, that genre. Alexis says to, you know. For that age group. Yeah, kinda. Alexis says to her ex-husband about the new wife. She says, oh, is this Fallon's little friend? <laughs> <laughs> Sassy. All right, I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. Because they're giving it another... You know what I saw ads for? Um, I don't know what I was watching, but the Santa Clarita diet, you know, last year it was all about chopping up legs and eating blood and doing stuff, and it was very Mm gore-looking. Now, the new previews this year don't show any of that. Well, that doesn't mean it's not going to be there. Yeah, because that's how she lives. But I feel like, well, they're trying to figure out why she's got... It looked like it had a different angle, like it was going to be that gross. She's still a... a, I know, but I was thinking maybe that it would be better mm. than year two, because we love Mm. that, Timothy. I love both of them. He needs a better show, and so does she. All right, so you and I are going to give it a shot. No, because this will be canceled after this season, I'm predicting it. Oh, for God's sake, so don't go in. No, No, don't even bother. All right. They can do better. They wow. can do better, and so can you. Yeah, I know wow. that. I've Dynasty. always known that. So I was so shocked. GMA, <laughs> oh, good one, Jules. GMA had the four of the Dallas, because uh, it's like, is it the 40th anniversary yes. of the premiere of Dallas? 40th, yeah. 40th. What year is it? So it would have been 78? Yes. Yeah. Oh, And my they had word. Linda Gray, Charlene Tilton, Patrick... Duffy. Duffy, Duffy, and then Donnie and I both forget the other actor's name. Ted? Guy with the Is it Ted Shackelford? Okay. No. Another guy, but here they are on GMA. Let's listen to a little of what the, the cast has to say. Who could forget the show Dallas? That theme song, the groundbreaking drama, the sensation when almost 90 million Americans watched one Friday night wow. when the world learned who shot JR. It all premiered 40 years ago. Mm. When you look at that photo, does it really feel like yesterday? Yes, it feels like 40. I hated my blouse. It felt like a dishcloth. And I said to the wardrobe lady, do we have anything a little bit nicer? And she said, no, nobody's going to see that picture anyway. Just put it on. They didn't have a whole lot of expectations for the show. They thought it was just going to be a five-episode miniseries. Right. Correct. We're still here, and every network president is gone. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, if you could put your finger on the reason that the show was so successful? It was Charlene. That's right. Put your finger on it, baby. I I put my finger on the reason. (laughs) Just the chemistry that we have off camera. 
really came through. But I thought this would be a much better investment. You could see it, it wasn't fake, it was real. My wife made fun of me every day because I would leave for work early. And what am I supposed to do about my other business I've got pending? She'd say, you're going, you don't have to leave for another 45 minutes. I go, I know, but I just, yeah. and then I wanted to get there and play. I wanted to be with my friends. I think the other guy is Steve Canaley. Canaley, yeah. yeah. If Steve Canaley yeah, played yeah. Okay, first of all, Linda Gray looks amazing. Amazing. How about Patrick Duffy yeah, he with looks his great. ponytail? Yeah, he looks great. And Charlene Tilton. I mean, they seem to really be having fun. And then, do we have the one? Well, just play whatever that we want. That was a bummer when that got canceled the second time around. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. It was, oh, it was so TNT. good, the, so the good. remake of yeah. that. Well, the CW could do something with that. Well, we're missing. Fine. Well, that's fine. Larry. Yeah. All right, here we go. The show was a trailblazer for network television, tackling taboo topics such as rape and breast cancer. When Barbara Bell got his had the mastectomy, it was the first time <sighs> a mastectomy had been uh, really treated with great respect and honor. And Sue Ellen's alcoholism. I'd still get letters and things from the people who went to AA because of uh, they saw their life and how it could become. We did the episode with the character, one of the first gay episodes. Yeah. He wasn't just my roommate. We were lovers. And we had to use the word homosexual. We couldn't even say the word gay. It was the three episodes where Lucy was engaged to the young gentleman who had to come out and admit that he was gay. And I got to stand up to JR and cry in Bobby's arms. But they wrote that so beautifully. Larry Hagman was the show's star villain and remains the glue to this group, even now, six years after his death. What was it like to be in a scene with Larry? Heaven. <laughs> One of the best actors ever. Larry used to hate it when I would tell everyone on camera how wonderful he was and how lovely and generous and kind. And he would think, you're supposed to not like me. You can't (laughs) tell him how nice I am. But he was bad boy sometimes. He he would eat onions before kissing. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, I'm not kidding. No, it was that or peanut butter. uh, And I had to kind of like think, okay, what is it going to be today? I I, I live where I can see where his house is. We were neighbors. So I think of him every day. He was like my best friend. And I can't think of him without smiling, without remembering. Oh, Isn't that, was that something? Duffy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just really were. I, sometimes they really these reunion each things, yeah, they're, they're kind of like you can tell these guys haven't seen each other ever. But they, there was really a warmth between mm-hmm. all of them. And we've met Linda Gray in person and got to sit with her at the right. People Magazine party, and she couldn't have been. It was right when they were so relaunching nice. Dallas. Yes, and we were so oh, excited, sh- darling. Yeah, but um, anyway, so I kind of am hoping, you know, that I don't know. Maybe could Melrose Place well, come all back these again? Other, oh. Remember when they redid it and it wasn't very good, though? No. And they could bring Heather Locklear back. Okay, so this is, all right, on the to-do list, in case anyone wants to know Lori's agenda, yeah. Sharon Stone uh-huh. needs a good job. Yeah. And she doesn't want her to cut her own hair anymore. No, I don't. And number two, Heather Locklear, yes, sober Heather. up, because we want you to have a good job again, mm-hmm. and we want you to get your career back again. Who else is on our list? The, 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 Those are the two. I mean, Those you know, I'm glad Nicole Nicola Sheridan oh, because she hasn't had anything since she was unjustly gotten rid of on Desperate Housewives, and she was always <laughs> she my was, favorite character on that show. She was really? my favorite in Knott's mm. Landing, yep. and she's just she was always the siren. <sighs> mm-hmm. Well, and you know, she's really, really kind of like you. No, but she was impressive, Julia, on that. I mean, I haven't gotten in a fight with anybody and landed in a swimming pool with all my clothes on. 
Not yet. Not yet anyway. Not yet. If we would have had one, I bet at some point in our life that would have happened. We have one more cut from (laughs) Dallas. It's a short one. Okay. Here we go. Patrick Duffy left the show in 1985, but he returned a year later, setting yet another precedent for TV plot twists. The fact that it was all a dream that you weren't really dead, that was controversial back then. Cost audience. It cost about a 10% hit. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, they felt cheated, but we got five more years out of it. 14 seasons, 357 episodes, two reunion movies, and then a reboot with TNT. Right. What do you think? You guys up for a third reboot? Is it over? Who knows? Never say never. Never say never. The Bobby Ewing show, I think, would be a smash. (laughs) (laughs) Darling. Really? I'd find a place for you all. I think if they combine Knox Landing and the remaining Dallas people together, oh, where's Karen from Knox Landing? You know, she could use a job. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, I love those shows. I know it. And then speaking of those shows, so last night, you know, when I was really on Twitter watching really Chrissy Tweegan, uh, Tegan tweet about Jesus Christ Superstar. She was tweeting again, that Tegan. Yeah, um, but I saw the news that Stephen Bochco had passed away at the age of 74. Mm -hmm. And he, of course, created Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, NYPD Blue. Toogie Hauser Show. Murder in the First, which was not that long ago. We had one of the actors in here from TNT. And he found out... Just uh, a year ago in August of 2016 that he had some very rare kind of leukemia. Yeah. So he was only 74. Mm. But a lot of people were on social media. Joss Whedon from Buffy the Vampire Slayer said he influenced me. Just a lot of Hollywood people had things to say. And he had 10 Emmys. Yeah, I loved loved Hill Street Blues. Oh, such a great show. Absolutely. So... Anyway, he did write a book, Truth is a Total Defense, My 50 Years in Television. I like the title. Yeah. Truth is a Total yeah, Defense. What a great title. I know it. I know it. All right. So tributes were pouring in. That's why Stephen Bochco was trending. All right. We'll be right back with Hollywood.